Amen. Open your Bibles with me to Galatians chapter 1. This is basically part three in our Come Boldly for Your Country. Our theme for the year is Come Boldly, and we need to come to the Lord for everything. And right now, especially at this time of year, we need to come boldly for our nation. Would you all agree with that? Last week, we looked at the political situation. We compared socialism and capitalism and all of those things to help us understand what political philosophy a believer ought to have. Then last night we looked, or last Sunday night, we looked at education and what, what is going on in the educational system under the current administration to, uh, to really harm our children. We looked at that last week. This morning, I want us to look at Mormonism. Mormonism. And for you to understand why I'm doing this, we have a couple of uh, video clips that we want you to see. Osteen is here in the Situation Room. Good to have you here in the Situation Room. Thanks very much for coming in. My pleasure. Well, thanks for having me. You know, so many people are inspired by you. They're moved by you. And I know your congregants, they come to you with questions. Here's a hypothetical question. It may have happened, but you give me an answer. Uh, a member of your congregation comes to you and says, Joel, I really want to vote for Romney, but I'm concerned because he's a Mormon. I'm not sure he's a Christian. What do you say to that congregate? Well, my personal views, Wolf, is that when I hear Mitt Romney say that he believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that he's the Christ raised from the dead, that he's his Savior, that's good enough for me. And I would encourage them in the same way. Is You know what? We don't all have the same views. And I realize Mormonism is not traditional Christianity, but I'm probably a little broader and more open in the fact that when somebody loves Jesus and believes they're the Son of God, that's good for me. Okay. Stop that right there, Pastor Nathan. All right, first of all, I need that hairstyle. <laughs> I think that would help me. Um, this is why we're talking about this this morning. Now, how many of you, you're not surprised that that's Joel Osteen's position? You're not surprised. It's because we as a church, we're fairly grounded in what different people believe. Um, he, he is very broad in, in his acceptance of who is and who is not a Christian. We're going to look at that. Um, but understand, millions of people watch these men say these things. They watch these men say these things. Now, let's go to a more conservative evangelical. This is David Barton. He's with Wall Builders. He does a lot of things on the Christian Foundation of America. And um, we've used his materials here. Uh, I've spoken with him many times myself. Uh, but now he has gotten in with Glenn Beck. So he's speaking about Glenn Beck right here. And Glenn Beck is a Mormon. So we're talking about Glenn Beck's Christianity in this clip. And on that Sunday morning, uh, Glenn and I spoke at a church, in, a large church in Texas, several thousand folks in the church. And in that church, I want you to hear what Glenn said, because he started out with his testimony okay. of how Jesus had changed his life. Listen to what Glenn says. But I, I want to start by testifying to you that the Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior and Redeemer. I was about as low as I could possibly get. I had violated absolutely everything he had asked me to do. I was riddled with addiction. I had... <laughs> and there was no hope. It was what Moses talked about. Choose life or death. When I was down on my uh, apartment that I could barely afford, I was down on my apartment floor, I think it was $700 a month, and I could not make ends meet. 
And um, I was on the floor, uh, rolled up in a ball, and I had nowhere else to turn. I had a choice, life or death. I turned it over to him. And I remember when I got into the waters of baptism, in my head, I was shouting at the Lord. And I told him in my arrogance still at this time, you promise me that you will take all of my sins, all of the things that I've done, and you will erase them if I just do what you tell me to do. In my arrogance, I said to him, you cease to be God if you break your promise. I will not break my word. You cease to be God if you break yours. I have a much more mature understanding over 10 years. <laughs> I was desperate when that I was, said no. it, but I meant it. And I'm never going back to that darkness ever again. So, I, I mean, well, now, listen to the last okay. part here. Okay. God is a God of miracles. And if he can save a wretch like me, he can save anybody. Now, okay, we're, Glenn says he's Mormon. Okay, that's fine. Based on what you heard, if you heard a Baptist say that, or if you heard a Methodist say that, if you heard a Presbyterian say that, what would you say? So they clearly had a real conversion. They had a real conversion. Yeah. Why is it not a real conversion? Because of the label he wears. Yeah. See, so, now so you're not saying you're not defending Mormonism. Oh no, you're not, no, no, you're not no, saying no. that's a theology. I'm not you defending agree with. Baptist or Methodist but or anybody you're else. You're saying as an individual. Don't as look an at individual. the label. Look at the individual. Is the fruit there? It was their conversion. Have they confessed? Is the fruit there? Now you see why we're doing this message this morning. The um, I, I won't ask you to answer this question. Uh, but I'm sure that there are people in this room who think that that statement by Glenn Beck would be a salvation statement. Um, well, that would be great if he was talking about the same Jesus that you and I are talking about. It's a different Jesus. It's a different Christ. So what I want to do this morning is I want us to look at what Mormonism is and whether or not it should be accepted or called a Christian faith. Are Mormons Christians? Now, before I, I move on, I've got to say this. It is possible that there are people who are Mormons and who attend Mormon churches who at some time or another place their faith and trust in Christ alone for their eternal life. Okay? That, that is possible. But no one can be saved by believing what Mormonism teaches. We've got to be very clear on that. And by the time I'm done today, I think that you will agree with that statement scripturally. Uh, there are the average Southern Baptist church, now we're an independent Baptist church, but the average Southern Baptist church, which is the largest Protestant denomination in the country, the, the average Southern Baptist church has 300 people in it. And there are 300 Baptists becoming Mormon every day. So we need to understand what's going on with this. Mormonism is the fastest growing religion in the world. Now, that's being said, I think that Islam is probably passing it because of the countries they're taking over. Um, but just from a, a, an actual conversion or persuasion standpoint, Mormonism is the fastest growing religion or cult in the world. 
And so uh, I, I want us to look at it. But before we dive in, look at uh, Galatians chapter 1 and see if this fits for Joel Osteen or David Barton. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be united with. What's it say? And that's the strongest word in Scripture. That's the strongest word in Scripture for condemnation. It's damned to hell. All right? As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to understand your word. Help us to understand a biblical worldview this morning. And Lord, we just need you so desperately. Um, to so many Christians are just ignorant. Let's not, let's not ever have that said of people at Grace Baptist Church. Lord, help us to have your mind and your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. I do believe it's a little too cool in here. Can you believe that? Write this down. Write this down that I've said that. It's a little too cool. So can you guys help me back here a little bit? Thank you. All right. Let's determine, let's determine this morning. First of all, how many of you know people who are Mormons? Would you raise your hand? You actually know people. That's surprising to me. Look, hold your hands up again. Look around. That's surprising to me. Um, I don't think I know any Mormons uh, personally. I, I don't believe that I do. Um, well, let's find out what they believe. Now, let me start here. I, I do believe that uh, in general, when you meet a Mormon family, they're usually pretty upright people. They're going to try to be a clean... Um, that's how Joe Biden described President Obama. Remember, he's clean. I thought that was interesting. Um, but, but, you know, they, they, they try to display traditional family values and morality. Would you all agree with that? That's, that's what they try to, to display. But I, I want us, to, we're not talking about whether or not they are quote unquote good people. What we're discussing is whether or not they're Christians. That's our conversation this morning. You know, the Bible tells us what a Christian is, the Bible tells us what it means to be a follower of Christ. Someone that, that has eternal life because Jesus Christ is their Savior and they've placed their faith and trust in Him alone for their eternal life, recognizing that He is God and that He came to the earth, was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, was crucified, buried, rose from the dead, proving that He was, is, and always will be God. And that Godhead, it's a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. That that's who our God is, is that right? That's what Christianity is. Now, of course, everyone who comes to the Lord and, and gets saved, they don't understand every detail of that, but you cannot reject those details and be believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that right? I've had people say, um, do I have to give up drinking to get saved? Now, that's a tough question for some people to answer. Do I have to give up drinking to be saved? Well, I can tell you this. If you are unwilling to give up drinking to come to Christ, you can't get saved. Why? Why? Because repentance, if you know something is sin and you refuse to give it up, you're not repenting. 
You can't come to the Lord Jesus Christ holding on to your sin. Now, there are many people who get saved then find out later they're not supposed to be drinking. And God will work on their hearts. Do you understand the difference? You understand the difference? Repentance is the difference. But you have to know who Jesus Christ is. You have to know who God is. And it's the Holy Spirit of God that draws you to salvation as you hear the gospel preached. That's clearly taught in the Word of God. We've been over that hundreds of times here at Grace Baptist Church. So what does Mormonism teach? Well, the planet Kolob is nearest the throne of God. And there was a, a father God and a mother God and they produce human children, and those human children, or those, those spirit children in search of a body, they have the opportunity to become gods. Well, they had a son named Elohim. And that son, because of his obedience to the, the religion of Mormonism, he became a god, and so God was going to give him, or God, the, their, the father God was going to give him a planet, and the planet would be earth. And so they needed a savior for planet earth, and so his two children, Lucifer and Jesus, were brought before him. Lucifer and Jesus are brothers, and they're brought before Elohim, this man who became a god. And he is given, they, they, they ask questions to the sons, and Jesus Christ wins the argument. So Jesus gets to be the savior for planet earth. Lucifer got mad, so he came to the earth, and he's fighting against Jesus. And all of those who followed Lucifer... Those were the, the Lamanites, they became the Nephites, and they were cursed by, black, by being given black skin. So the enemies of God, the children of Satan, have black skin. Now, so far, how many of you are seeing a little bit of problem with this story? We could stop and leave right now. That's Mormonism. That's the foundation of Mormonism. And yet, you have David Barton and you have Joel Osteen saying that they're Christian. And you know, one of the problems that I think that we have, two, two things. Um, I think that David Barton has befriended Glenn Beck. And I think that Glenn's goodness has won him over. How many of you would agree with that? See what's going on with that. Because as far as people, he's a good man. He gives a lot of his money away. He tries to help people. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. But if he's saved, no one is lost. Or the gospel's not true. The gospel of the Word of God is not true. So what I want us to do this morning is I want us to try to understand um, a little bit about what they believe. When I mentioned last week that uh, one of the lost tribes of Israel came across the ocean on, in, in boats and they came to Central America. They were the precursors to the American Indians. And so the American Indians are supposed to be uh, a part of the Jewish race in Mormonism. About five years ago, there were DNA tests done by Mormons because they were going to finally prove this. And what they found out was that the, the, descend, that, that the American Indians, and they found, I think they tested over 100 tribes. And all of those people came from Siberia. They, they weren't Jewish at all. They were Asian, a different group of people. And how many of you knew that already? <laughs> right? We all know that. But it was proven through DNA, and yet Mormons still follow this fairy tale, this, 
It's, they have maps. There's, there's uh, places desi- there are places described, cities and bodies of water and mountains that are described all over the North American continent, Central America. And yet, when you compare that to the globe, they don't exist anywhere. It's fantasy. It's pure fantasy. Where did this come from? Just briefly, most of you have heard the story. Joseph Smith was 14 years old. And uh, his father was a was a spiritist. They would you know try to do divining rods and find water and dabbled in spiritualism, uh, d- demonic activity. And when he was fourteen, he was visited by the angel Moroni. And this angel showed him where these plates, these golden plates with the Book of Mormon, were located. And he put them in a bag. And God, he, first of all, he grabbed the plates and he put them under his arm and he ran home. Well, when you, when you look at the measurements of the plates and you find out, according to them, that they were solid gold, they were about 275 pounds each. So this was a stout young man. This 14-year-old threw him under one arm and ran home. How many of you already see that it's a lie? Right? It's just not true. Um, and so then the angel has him put the, the, the plates in a bag and through these special stones, he's able to read them. They're Reformed Egyptian hieroglyphics. And it's just all a farce. None of it is true. Um, And so from that comes the Book of Mormon. They have four specific books. It's not really Pearl of Great Price, Doctrines, and some other things. Four books that they use in Mormonism, one of them being the Bible. Of course, the Bible is not true where it disagrees with the Book of Mormon and the other teachings, which is in many, many, many places. And so that's their foundation. That was about 1820. It was in Palmyra, New York. They end up in Mentor, Ohio. Um, they, they believe that Jesus Christ is going to return to establish His kingdom in Independence, Missouri. It's, it's all just so weird. The idea is that these gods are reproducing spirit gods, spirit children that need bodies. And so that's why they have, that's why Brigham Young, when he went out west, had 25 wives, 150 some children. Brigham Young. Steve Young, the football player, is the great, 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 great grandson of Brigham Young. And so the reason that they have to produce so many children is to provide bodies for these disembodied gods. They become human. If they obey the tenets of uh, their faith, they will become gods. That's, that's the faith. And here's what they believe about God. What do they believe about God? They believe that there are many gods, that God the Father, this is what they believe, that God the Father was once a man who evolved to become God, and Mormons can become gods like Him. And here's an exact quote from Joseph Smith. Quote, God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man. Here's another quote. You have got to learn to become gods yourselves, the same as all gods have done before you. Here's Lorenzo Snow, fifth president of the Mormon church. As man is God once was, as God is, man may become. That's what they believe. That's what Mormonism teaches. How many of you understand that that's heresy? Is that right? And yet you have religious leaders calling it Christian. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What do they believe about salvation? Eternal life is available only to those who obey the complexities of Mormon doctrine perfectly. Here's a quote. 
To be exalted, one must keep the whole law. To receive the exaltation of the righteous, in other words, eternal life, the commandments of the Lord must be kept in all things. That's Joseph Smith. You have to keep the law. What law? The laws of Mormonism. The laws of Mormonism. And i got to back up. I, I, I meant to say this. When Glenn Beck gives that testimony in that church, first of all, what church is having Glenn Beck speak? Do you understand what a mess we're in? It's unbelievable. Here's a, here's a man who's a cultist, and you're going to let him speak to your church. And then people are clapping in this church. And then David Barton, evangelical David Barton, he'll be in Baptist churches all over the country this year. Evangelical David Barton, listen to what he said, that that was a good testimony. What Glenn Beck was saying was he was about to have his sins washed away in baptism. Does baptism wash your sins away? Of course not. What washes your sin away? The blood of Jesus Christ. But do you know why water is important? They don't like the blood of Jesus Christ in Mormonism. When they have communion, they use water. Because they hate the blood of Jesus. That's in their statements. Is that the same salvation we have? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's what we believe. This is another gospel, which is not another. Here's another quote. This is from their Articles of Faith. We believe that through the atonement of Christ... Remember you heard Glenn talk about the atonement? We believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances. So they believe in the atonement that Jesus Christ paid for the sins of the whole world. That means that everyone will be resurrected to face judgment on how they've lived, how they've obeyed the laws of Mormonism. That's what they believe. That's not the atonement that we believe in. Is that Jesus Christ tasted death for every man. He paid the penalty for every person that would ever live, for every sin that would ever be committed. And if we place our faith and trust in Him alone, that sacrifice is applied to our account. That payment is applied to our account. Amen? That's what the Bible teaches. That is not Mormonism. Quote, Complete forgiveness is reserved for those only who keep all of His, God's commandments. In the final analysis, men are not saved unless they have struggled and labored to the point they, that they can stand clean and spotless. That's Bruce McConkie. He wrote the Mormon Doctrine. That's on pages 295, 298. This is what they teach. This is not Christianity. Would you all agree with that? This is not Christianity. Uh, so what do they believe about Mormonism? Joseph Smith was a prophet of God who restored true Christianity in 1820. His teachings must be obeyed. Here is Mormon Doctrine. This is from Mormon Doctrine. Joseph, then 14 and a half years of age, beheld the glory of the Father and the Son. Thereafter, Moroni, an angel, visited him. Other messengers came. Revelations in great number were showered upon him. That's from Mormon doctrine. So he had visitations from something. We'll see what that is here in a minute. And here's what they say. This is also from Doctrines and Covenants. Give heed to all his words and commandments. You have to believe everything that Joseph Smith said to be saved. Now look, if I tell you you have to believe everything Jim Alter says to be saved, you need to get out of here as fast as possible. There have been many times where I've had to come to you and say, you know what, I used to teach this. this is, let me show you what I've learned. I was wrong. Let me show you where the Bible is right on this. Why? I'm just a man. Uh, amen? Uh, of all the preachers he's known, I'm one of them. That's it. That's all that I am. I'm a preacher of the Word of God. I'm fallible. I'm human. I'm trying to submit to the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to teach you what the Word of God says. I make mistakes all, of, all the time. Any man that tells you that he's perfect is a liar. It's one perfect man, Jesus Christ. That's it. And he demonstrated his perfection. 
He demonstrated His holiness and His righteousness. So how do we answer Mormonism? How, what, how are we going to confront this? Um, let me see if there's anything else that I want to tell you about before we dive into that. Yeah, this is, this is important. The Bible, or in Mormonism, Moroni is identified in the Doctrines and Covenants. If you get their book, The Doctrines of Covenant and Covenants, Moroni, this angel that came to Joseph Smith, here's what he told him. He said, don't have anything to do with any Christian religion. They're all corrupt. I'm going to show you the truth. Listen to the way Doctrines and Covenants describes Moroni, an angel of light. That's how he's described. And in Nephi, this is one of the books in the Book of Mormon, 2 Nephi 9.9, this Bruce McConkie from Mormon Doctrine, Angel of Light, when you look that up in, the, in their book, it says devil. So they even understand what the angel of light was. And yet it's the angel of light, Moroni, that comes and gives Mormonism to Joseph Smith. Angel of light. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So just go back one book, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And let's look at um, verse 14. And no marvel. Well, let's look at verse 13. For such are false prophets, or false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into what? An angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be, what's it say? According to their works. What happens according to their works? Great white throne judgment. They're cast into the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20. It's very clear. According to the same words. Same words. According to their works. Let's make sure that we get it. Revelation chapter 20. I want to show you from the Bible. The Word of God is much more powerful than my quoting it. Look at Revelation chapter 20. Verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. What's it say? According to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man. What's it say? according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So uh, by their own doctrine, by what they're saying, they are identified as enemies of God and they are going to be judged according to their works, which is what they want. It's what they're choosing and God's happy to give that to them. They will be judged according to their works. Now, who would... Imagine this, this angel of light comes and tells Joseph Smith that every religion in the world is wrong and that if they will follow him, that they will become gods. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Who would say something like that? Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 1. Now the serpent, 
was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the, free, of, of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be what? As gods, knowing good and evil. Where do you think Mormonism came from? There's just no doubt. Uh, when I was in Argentina, I didn't take the time to put the picture up here. When I was in Argentina with the Thorntons, um, Brother, Brother Thornton took me by this huge, one of the largest Mormon temples in the world is in Buenos Aires. And right up on top, top of every Mormon temple, is Moroni, the angel, this angel of light. They don't have a cross there. They don't have anything like that. It's the angel Moroni, who is Satan, Lucifer, or one of his representatives. That's very clear. Now, the, according to uh, Mormonism, the, the basis for their faith is polytheism, that there are many gods and that the, all of us can become gods. So let's look at the Scriptures and get some answers. Go to Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah chapter 44. Now, put a marker there at Isaiah 44 and go back towards the back of your Bible or back of your Old Testament to Hosea. We're going to come back to that Isaiah. I want to do something else first. Go to Hosea chapter 11. If you need to use your uh, table of contents, that's what it's there for. Hosea chapter 11 and look at verse 9. Hosea 11, 9. The Bible says, I will not execute the fierceness of mine anger. I will not return to destroy Ephraim. Now look at what this says. Remember what, what Mormonism teaches. Mormonism teaches that God was a man just like you and you can become like him. Right? That's what Mormonism teaches. Look at what the Bible says here. For I am God and, what's it say? Not man. The Holy One in the midst of thee. I will not enter into the city. So now there's a whole story around that that we're not dealing with. But Jesus, but, but, but God Himself is saying right here, God the Father is saying, I'm not a man. So here is clear scriptural teaching that contradicts Mormonism. Go to Malachi. Malachi. Chapter 3. Malachi, chapter 3. Now remember, Elohim was born a man, he became a god. That's what Mormonism teaches. Here's Malachi 3. Look at verse 6. I am the Lord. What's it say? I change not. Everyone there? Malachi 3, 6? Let's read it out loud together. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. <laughs> god is preserving the nation of Israel. But why? Because he doesn't change. Man does not become God. No, that, that's found nowhere in Scripture. That's completely contradicted by the Word of God. Look at Psalm 90, verse 2. Psalm 90, verse 2. I hope you're writing these verses down so when that Mormon comes and knocks on your door, you can help him. Psalm 90, verse 2. Moreover, the mountains were brought forth, 
I'm sorry, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Amen? God does not change. He's eternal. He is infinite. He has always been and always be and always shall be as He is. Mormonism is false. Go with me to Isaiah 44 now. Isaiah 44. Look at verse 6. Are there many gods? Look what the Bible says. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Amen? Couldn't be any clearer. Same chapter, look at verse 8, middle of the verse. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. God. I'm sorry, there is no God. I know not any. He's it. That's it. There is no other God beside Him. Look at Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45, look at verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. There's only one God. That's it. Look at chapter 45, verse 21. Um, Tell ye, and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord... And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. Amen. How in the world can Joel Osteen endorse the Christianity of Mitt Romney? How in the world can David Barton endorse the Christianity of Glenn Beck? There is no other God. The Bible cannot be any clearer on this. Now, this whole idea of man becoming God and the world populating and us populating the planets with gods, and the idea, I I don't, there's so much more about the Mormon temple and all of the rituals they do. It's all straight out of masonry, the Freemasons. Um, Joseph Smith lived above uh, a Masonic tabernacle, and he took their oaths and their rituals, and word for word, those are the oaths that are given. Even this, you know, it, when, you, when you become a Mason, you put your thumb across like this, and you say, if I reveal the secrets of this temple, uh, I, I will have my throat slit. It's a saying kind of like that. That's exactly what happens in the Mormon temple. Same, same ritual, everything the same. It's the Freemasonry and Mormonism, a lot of the rituals, very similar. Special handshakes, it's just silliness. Baptisms for the dead, that's something that they do over and over again. That's what primarily takes place in a Mormon temple, is baptisms for the dead. Um, Maybe we can talk about that another time. Um, So, this idea of Mormons becoming gods and God being a man, I want to show you the verse that you need to show every Mormon that you have the opportunity to speak to. Uh, Go to Isaiah chapter 43. And look at verse 10. 
Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. So when Glenn Beck stands up and says that he's saved, he's not saved because he's believing in a God that is not the God of the Bible. Folks, we have to understand that we are in a spiritual battle. Um, I was talking with Dave Spicer and Chad Hollinger before the service, and it is interesting that we have two choices for president this year. A man who thinks he's God and a man who thinks he's going to become one. Those are our choices. Those are our choices. And so you might ask me, Pastor, are you saying that we shouldn't vote for Mitt Romney because he's a Mormon? No, we're not voting for someone to be the pastor of our church. We don't believe in a state church. We just need to make sure that we understand we're not voting for a Christian. This is the first time, this is the first time in the history of America that there is not a Protestant on the ticket. Isn't that amazing? What is that called? Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. How many of you have thought about the way that we've treated Israel with what's going on with this hurricane? How many of you have thought about that? If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to look into it. When we, when we treat Israel poorly, the Bible tells us that God will use nature to judge us. And every time we turn against Israel, something like this happens to our country. That's where we are right now. That's where we are right now. What about in this next, next election? Um, Mormon theology and Mormon eschatology, that's the doctrine of future things, is really messed up. And Mitt Romney believes all of those things. So we as believers, we need to be careful. We need to be careful. We need to watch what's going on with all of it. Um, And we need to walk into that voting booth aware of what's going on. I would never want anyone from Grace Baptist Church to say that Mitt Romney's a Christian. He's not. He's not. Now, how many of you understand that's a difficult thing to say out loud in our culture now? Let God be true and every man a liar. You know what? I just really don't care what people think about that. I don't care. If we don't tell them, how are they going to know? If we don't speak the truth. Now, we don't, we don't have to be ugly about it. But when someone says, I'm just glad he's a Christian, Mormons are Christians too, right? How many of you have had somebody say something like that? They've done everything they can to try and convince you they're Christians. They are not. It is a cult. It's a cult. So what are we going to do? We need to pray for our country, folks. We need to come boldly for our country. Mormonism is not Christianity. Christianity is not Mormonism. We must understand that. And we must, we must make sure. But here, here's the one that, this is disturbing. How many of you saw that Billy Graham, that Mitt Romney met with Billy and, uh, what's the son's name, Franklin Graham? How many of you saw that? And you know what they did right afterward? At the Billy Graham Association, they removed the page on their website about Mormonism being a cult. They removed that. How many of you did not know that? How many of you see that we're in a mess? We're in a mess. That, that is, that's the epitome of compromise. They should have put it on the front page. 
They should have said, be careful, because here's what's going to happen. With Mitt Romney, and I think that he probably will be elected, and I'm going to vote for him. But here's what's going to happen with that. Because of his religion, and Christians who are a part of the religious right, who take their brains out and play with them, because Christians endorse that as Christianity, now all of a sudden Mormons have an open door. Hey, Tim LaHaye said that I'm Christian. Hey, David Barton said that I'm Christian. Hey, Billy Graham's not against us now. Do you see the danger? How many of you see the danger? Now look, I understand that, that we are considered schismatic and hateful. We're not hateful. We love the truth. We love the truth. And when they talk about believing in Jesus, the Mormons, it's a different Jesus. When they talk about atonement, it's a different atonement. When they talk about salvation, it's a different salvation. So what should that faith be in those who teach it? Accursed. Accursed. So let's make sure. Uh, we need to vote. We're voting for a president. We're not voting for an assistant pastor. Okay? Uh, but we need to make sure that we are fully aware that he is not a Christian. A Marxist or a Mormon, take your choice. That's where we are. That's where we are. We need to pray for our country. So here's my question to you. Are you saved? Have you believed in the God of the Bible? Or have you made Jesus into something of your own creation? The Jesus of the Bible is the one who came and lived that sinless life, died on the cross to pay for our sins, and rose from the dead. He's the one who determines truth. Amen? I... Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's not, how, that's not how Glenn Beck has come to a father. Not through that Jesus. That's not the Jesus that Mitt Romney would teach and believe in. Do you? Do you? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word.